Oh, we should all be breathing. Breathing consciously. Okay, good morning, everybody. Thank you for being here. Other Aleph is sponsored by Lori and Stephen Eagle, Lili Nishmas, Lori's mother, Tzivia Bracha Bas Elia, Tzchonet Bracha, anonymously in honor of the coming of Mashiach. We love those. By Linda and Serge Merkin, in honor of their son Yaakov, Akiva, completing the Nachyomi, and for the protection of their son Hillel Tzvi. Yehuda is currently in Aza, and all the Chalim that are there. Um, the week is sponsored by Joni and Moshe Pollock. That's Moshe's grandmother. Okay. I want to do a quick recap, a quick uh, review of the, the gorgeous mimer, this gorgeous, beautiful mimer that we've been learning from the Kluger. I have pages here for those that need. If anybody needs, here you go. And... Um, just really happy about this moment. It's very painful. We have the schuss to learn this. Let me find something inside. Okay. So, okay, let's let's focus and let's review for a little bit and let's see what we've been learning so far. Mama Shalom, Rav Kluger. Let's see what we've been doing. Kacha. A person, each person, I think everyone more or less can say, I believe in Hashem. I think it's I believe in HaKadosh Baruch And it's a very real statement. When you say that, you mean it, you're very, you're very connected to that, and you really feel like that's your emet, that's manish, that's really where you're holding, and it's your truth. But the same type of person that could say they mamish believe in Hashem, can also n- completely not stand themselves. They can't stand themselves, but they say they believe in God. There's a little bit, there's, a, there's not a little bit, there's a lot of, there's a lot of machloget over there. Could that really be? People like this become very naturally apologetic. They can't take any compliments. They hide, they can even hide behind holiness, like we learned that the Rebbe was saying. You could hide, hide behind learning. Um, you hide behind so many different things, and you keep Hashem as a thing that you believe in, and yourself as this jlob or this nebach, and you really think that, that could, you could keep on going on like that. And what you definitely don't have is any sense of shalom bayis, shalom bayit, real shalom bayis, right? And... We have, to, we have to understand that that says a lot about re- the need to redefine what emuna really means. We also learn that the way to discover a place in us that can truly acknowledge all of this and bring it to a beautiful shlemut where you actually, like he was saying, can look in the mirror and just be like, I believe in you, Hashem. This is beautiful, what you're looking at, which seems so worthwhile trying to figure out because if you have that you have everything in the world not in a gaiva kind of way but in the most shlemistika kind of way shlemist so we started learning last week or was it two weeks ago i think last week the difference how do you approach this how do i come to a place where rebbe emet i look i look at the mirror i look at my i look at my flesh i look at my actual body 
And I'm like, wow, this is Marabu Masecha Hashem. It's so easy for us to do this about other people, but about ourselves, it's always so difficult. And the closer we're getting to the coming of Mashiach, there has to be a shlemus between my understanding of what Hashem is, like we said last week, to stop when I think about Hashem facing towards something, pointing towards something, and also not necessarily saying, this is Hashem, but there is Hashem in me. And I'm just summarizing the big concepts. The way we were able to approach this is by differentiating between atzmi, me, versus el erki, my value, my worth. What what is this? What is this shtikel elokus? What is this thing a did walking around? What is my worth? And we were talking about the difference between the world of psychology and the world of ruchni, how we relate to self, to atzmi. That's what we were speaking about last time. And Rev Kluger was telling us that. The, the person that's able to connect themselves to their, to their value, which really means the value of your holy neshama, you can, con- you can continuously receive all the strength, all the chizuk, all the encouragement, all the consolation that you'll ever need from within to keep on going strong, as opposed to always searching, I gotta run to that guru, I gotta run to that healer, I gotta run to that person. But you could actually build up the, the, the notion of like, I'm connected to this reservoir that exists inside of me, and from here, I can continue to march to the beat of my own drum and look at the world, and like we said last time, live a life where I wake up in the morning and I'm not scared of the world, but rather, I look at the world and I'm like, this whole thing was created for me. That's a beautiful description like he gave us last time. To wake up in the morning and not be scared of the world. <laughs> not feel like, yalla, again, put the gloves, put the boxing gloves on, let's see how strong I can be today. But rather, what a beautiful world it is. Obviously saying these things in times like this is even more difficult. But that remains the emet lamito, in the core of truth, the most beautiful way to live a life is to wake up, and whatever you see, whatever you come in contact with is, wow, Rebona Shleimam. This whole world is for me. The more I recognize my worth, my erech, my value of who I am, the more that's the kind of life I end up living. Now, it's so easy for us to say, oh, would I do anything for my child to live in that kind of a world, right? That's easy. I wish my, I, I pray my children wake up in the morning, they go to school, they go and hang out with friends, and all their interactions are not ones where they feel they have to keep on going into self-defense mode and into like literally survival mode, but that my child could wake up in the morning and feel like whatever they come in contact with is another opportunity for them to thrive. What parent wouldn't want that for their child? The problem is, you could want that for your child. But if you don't have that for you, you can't really give that over to your children. Take a walk on in the forest, like a walk on the Rakafot, and I don't know what to call it And or everything is blooming. It's just like you see Hashem really created for us. Like right. He created our eyes so we can see the greatness. Like so like how could, I mean I just like when you said that that's the only thing that right. popped into my head. The question is, though, how do you do the same exact thing when it's pouring outside and nothing's blooming and nothing outside is giving you that? So you're still going to 
an no. external. No, external, but it brings it internal, because of course it is. But I'm, I'm, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about going to externals. It's waking up in the morning, and from here, for, it, it, has, it, it doesn't matter at all what's going on in the world. Right. Because then in like hot, like, whatever. You know, I grew up in Los Angeles. It was always just like 78 degrees with a breeze, more or less, like, you know. So that's like, you know, but a lot of smog, though. I will say that, a lot, a lot of smog in Los Angeles. We're not speaking about, about how could you not notice what's out there because a lot of people know that life is, a lot of people know that what you said is true. It is beautiful. And then they start thinking, something's really messed up with me because that's not bringing me, that doesn't turn me on. That's not changing my life. It's not enlightening me. Right, but what I'm saying is not that. And for me, it, I, I do that it's inside, but... I also, the external, because I'm, I'm not, like you said, not, you don't need external validation, but just when you said, when you said, okay, you created the world for me. Right. Also, right. But over here in this Ma'amar, what I'm sticking to, I, of course I agree with you, but I, I want to, it's very important for me to stick with the way that he's building this up and not get confused, because quite often, I will tell you the truth, for me, the greatest struggles in life have been. When I do look at my brachas, and they don't do that for me, and then I start to think that I'm mamish messed up. Mm-hmm. I see everyone else. I do see a beautiful world. I do see my brachas. I do see the light. I do see amazing things that you could call success. And yet, I'm still wondering, then why am I so broken inside? How could it be? Like People that are broken because their life circumstances are so, are so heavy and intense, that's one category. People that still live with such brokenness inside, even though they have all the, anything that you could think a person could wish for, is something that, even though you may not want to admit it, that, that's something that more, most people in the Shoresh struggle with. In the real Shoresh, in the root of it, struggle with. So here, what Rav Kluger is saying, when you are, when you are introduced and invest in this world called Erech Atzmi, like the real value of what is going on in here? What, what, what am I made out of? And discovering what it means to be a, a soul that came from where it came from into a body that came from where it came from and find the harmony within that and the shlameless of that, then a person's able to live a completely different way of experiencing any hardship, whatever is going on in this world. It doesn't mean everything suddenly becomes PG either. But what it does mean is that the ability to not fall so deep into this place of darkness, the ability to really be a strong person that believes in what I believe in and follows through, that becomes available to us. But he's obviously going to develop this even more. And today I'm very excited because we're going to be seeing a teaching from Rabbi Nachman's Chus Yaganalinu inside. So the pages that you have, uh, again, you know, I need one handout because I have a different... Uh, I have a different one over here. On the pages that I gave out, we're up to Kuf Memchet, the bottom paragraph. Avodat Machshavazo. Avodat Machshavazo. Kuf Memchet on the bottom. Um, Esti, where is it by you? In the Sefer? Avodat Machshavazo. Uh, it's on Kuf Mem Aleph. 
in the Sefer Kufmem Aleph, in the pages that I gave out, Kufmem Chet. Does anyone hear Sarah? Is this extra? Is this extra? Yeah. Here. He's going to repeat something that we began this whole series on. Why are we spending time working on this? Absolutely, just give me a nice word. Like, why, are we, why are we cracking our heads and opening our hearts over such deep tires? Like, come on. Okay, because he reminds us that working like this, Avodat Mashiach. says it again. Because this is, this is the, the, the prep for living Mashiach consciousness. Everyone loves to say Mashiach now. Everyone loves to say we're almost there. But the real, real ones are basically saying, "Let me already, let me, let me already taste it now." Like we learned already in last, last uh, one of the shiurim, where we're right now, right before Shabbos in the, in the timeline of the world, and we could do Tosefet Shabbos. We could add on to Shabbos before Shabbos comes in. This is now prepping ourselves for living a life with the vessels for the light of Mashiach. Avodat Machshavazon. Yesh balehachin kelim leoroshel Mashiach sheimale etaaretz deayet Hashem where the whole world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem, v'yelamed Yehudi et erko. I want you to just visualize this for a second. Living in a state of Mashiach means that we'll all be walking around. What will be different about us based on this? What will be different? What does that mean our consciousness will be different? Sorry? We'll feel whole. What does that mean? What does that mean to feel whole? What would life look like? What would be different about my life when I live with the consciousness of Shlemus? What does that mean? The way you view things. What is it? Give me an example. Um, you don't. Yeah, someone else could too. I know I'm putting you on the spot. I'm just. I, I think that maybe you won't find like things to be so difficult. Like things will like flow and feel like you're right. So the flow will definitely be different. But what is it based on? It, 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 it ba- it's really based on the, this whole filtering and process that goes on all day long, whether we realize it or not. All the time, things are flowing, the, pro- the filtering, the processing, getting and they go through so many different subcategories subconsciously of judging me, others have to be like this, have to not be like this. The real me will be the one that always shows up. The, the flow of what I'm, who, who's showing up to the world, this thing that Hashem had in mind when He created me, when it was completely pure and shalem, that's the person that's coming up. That's the person that's showing up. That's the person that you're meeting, and that's the person that I'm meeting. And that's the most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> it sounds so hard and so worthwhile. <laughs> it sounds incredible. Once in a while, you meet people like this. Once in a while. And it's the most, you can't really explain what it is about them. Sometimes they could be the person that's giving sheer. Like some, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's, it could be the person that's also saying the deepest tars and they're living like that. And sometimes it's absolutely not that person. Sometimes it's someone that it's, you would never ever think you would put on the top list of like, this is my ideal of what it's like to live in a Mashiach consciousness. And sometimes for those people that come up in such a way, it's very, very hard for them to live in a world where most people are not like that. Do you, do you, know, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're the loneliest ones in the world. I have to just mention that I, you know, Hanasara, you know him, but uh, 
I knew someone pretty close to this, and he suffered tremendously. Yeah, one of my best friends, one of my closest friends. You know, Mish? One of my closest friends in the world since, literally. A huge chunk of everything that that is in my life, uh, this person passed away this week at the age of 71. And he, his flow was really hard for many people because it was unfiltered. It was totally unfiltered. And uh, Hashem gave my wife and I like very big kalim to never have that block, the light that was still coming out. And um, she dedicated this learning also to him, Moshe Pesach ben Avigdor ben Yamin. He lived with me. He was in every stage of life, like from the age of 17. And I'm thinking like this is that, you know, he, he knew his value and he couldn't figure out in this world how to develop Kalim for his own value, for his own worth. And it was torture, literally. It was a torturous life, mamash. And at times when he was on, everything was perfect, literally, when he was on. And this, this notion of the flow that I spoke about before, when you heard what he was saying when he was on, when his Torah was on, he was on. And when he was not, nothing was on. It was like the exact opposite. That's why this Sefer, this Mimer, doesn't speak about building the light of Mashiach. What does he keep on saying? Kelim le'oro shel Mashiach. Vessels for the light of Mashiach. What's that? I because the light is there. The light's there. The light's there. The light is absolutely there. This is about Kelim. The light's there. It's about Kelim for it. But I'm saying when you meet people... So now let's go a different shlav. I don't want to say higher because I don't know what that means, but let's say the different shlav. I want you to think of it. Do you know anyone in your life that the light and the kalim were there? And when you're in their presence, you know you're in the presence of someone that really is one. They're living, that shling was, they're living a Mashiach consciousness. They'd never say it about themselves, these types of people, because then they'd kill it, right? It would be horrible. Um, but sometimes you meet people like this, and it's just, it's right on. Sometimes they're just gifted with the kli, maybe due to their upbringing, I don't know, whatever. Sometimes the people that mamish worked really, really hard to be able to have a vessel to contain their own worth, their own light. When you do, your life is changed. They have an imprint on your neshama. They do. I was, Baruch Hashem, blessed to be around many people like this. Mamash, like... Very, very out there. It also makes life that much more intense because you want it so badly. You know, you want that shlemus so badly. Why you do anything for it? And then the Yitzhahara can even come and sound like the biggest tzaddik. Learn more Torah, then you'll get there. Come on. <laughs> it's heavy stuff, but it's worthwhile, right? He says this is... Again, Avodat Machshavazo, Yeshbalachim Kelim, Leoroshel Mashiach, Shimaleta Aretz de Aetashem, Veyelamed Yehudi et Erko. These vessels teach you 
what your real value is. To the extent that what? Until each individual's own personal kochot, their own strength, which each of us have, skifa will get up, will arise. We will be strong people. Not strong militant nationalism, not talking about that kind of strong. Soul strong, soul and body oneness strong, which will... Forget it. We won't have, we won't, we won't, there'll be no threat. All the enemies in the world will literally, like a movie, they'll just like see a yid, an army of yidin that are so much one with their own value, with their own self-worth, and then just melt. Melt. Like the Torah says in Parshas B'chukosai, when we're on and we're walking with the oneness of Hashem, v'naflu lifneichem oivechem lecharev, which means your enemies will fall on their own swords. That means they'll commit suicide. They'll, they'll kill themselves. Our enemies will do, will, will do we, we, we won't even have to get our hands schmutzig. We won't have to get our hands dirty with this kind of, you know, with war, which could be the holiest thing in the world, but still, it's, it's, a, it's heavy stuff. Can you, can you define what do you mean by vessel? I know what a vessel is, but what is... He is. is right? this, this, whole ma, this whole ma'amar is defining it. This whole ma'amar is going to... I could do it on my own, but this whole ma'amar is literally training us to, to understand what that vessel means. The vessel means that I have to seriously contemplate and introspect over and over again with what any tactics I need, which with the Biasetzner may say it's visualization. Rabbi Nachman may say it's his bodidus. The Alter Rebbe will say it's his boninus. And we're going to say something that includes all of that, Right? What is that? Making a clear distinction between the way the world defines, defines self-confidence, self-esteem, and the way our tzaddikim explain to us what self-confidence and self-esteem, which is everlasting and holy, really means. Because like we said last week, if self-confidence from the world of psychology leads me to say, you know what, world? The hell with you. And please, use a curse... You know, the, the, the therapist that encouraged us to use, like, the F word. B'Shem Hashem, you know. Come on, go for it. You're strong. You're strong. It's good for the moment. Those things don't last. They feel great when you're sitting in the shrink's chair. They do. They feel amazing. The second you leave, it's over. This is something else. Self-worth, self-value is a completely different world. That's the clique. Define, discovering my self-worth, my self-value between my neshama and my body, that is the cleave for the light of Mashiach. Yeah? Most of the people that I've met that have the type of kalim that you're describing, um, it almost feels like a lot of them were like born with, like, with that strength. Right. And it feels like everyone else is working to find the balance right. of like, you know... Yeah, it seems like that. It's very tricky. But I want to tell you a Torah I heard from Reb Shlomo in the name of, I think, Reb Chaim Sanzer. Do you know in the time of Avram Avinu who was born the most stingiest person in the world? Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu was Mida as Chesed because he became Chesed. Not because he was born like that. If our Yiddishkeit is following and emulating a person like that that was born with it, 
we may as well pack our bags. Right. We're out of here. Right? Uh, there's not a lot left for us to do, right? It's Dafka that Avram Avinu was born like that is what made him be the embodiment of that Midah. But it's true. When we look at people like that, so we imagine the mother was probably a, 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 a classical concert pianist and the child for the first four years of its life was just sitting at home listening to like, if you know the Danzig, you know, the Danzig family that live at the end of Pitu Maktoret, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the mother that, that plays, you know, she's a piano teacher, Rachel. Yeah. Whenever I walk past that, 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 that area of the street and she's teaching or playing, I always feel like I'm walking into like a Viennese waltz or something, like a movie where, like that, that, it's true, it feels like that. Isn't that nachon? Yeah. It was lo nachon. It's true that it, it, it feels like that, but it's actually, it's not, it's not the emet. It's not true. The emet zelokacha. Those people that really embody it, they're the ones that did all that work and work and work, and they weren't posting it live on, uh, all the time to show the world that they were doing the work. It was beino levinkono. It was bein, it was a... It was a it couldn't, the work can't be done in public. This kind of stuff, this crying over it can't be done in public. This is all, you know, we, we get to see the aftermath of such work. Yeah. I'm really wondering whether the, the struggle to elevate um, our level and to, to appreciate our, our worth and being this person who is, has like, uh, become the vessel, you know, synthesized body and soul. Like, is there a line of demarcation? Is there a definite arrival? Is it a continuing struggle? Like, it's not clear to me. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so clear to me. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm not at all. No, good question. It's you get, you, how do you know you're there? Yeah. I was once walking around Batayin. I was on this silent. I, was, I think I told you this a few years ago. I was doing this silent retreat with uh, the silent meditation retreat with. Um, no, it was it was it was by him, but no, it was with um, Hillel Lester, and uh, we took a walk. Everyone had to take a silent walk throughout Batayin right after like. Uh, it was called a sit, right? A sitting. I think it was either a 45 minute or an hour and a half sit of, of silence. And it was so, I never did anything like that before. And um, I went out to take a walk and I heard a Rebbe with a few students in the, sitting in the woods in Bar Ain saying, um, So exactly the same question. How does a person know you reach Betul? He said, "Zasot shel bitul ki barega shatam argish et abitul ata kvar lo mavutal." Right? So it's 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 yeah, exactly, exactly. It crosses over to the other place. But our our minds are trained to think always in like you know in it's a dot type of type of setting tree of knowledge of definitions of reached didn't reach good bad bitul not bitul and here the kelim of the Or of Melech HaMashiach fills our minds with Dat Hashem, with the, the, the day of the Eitzachayim, the tree of life that operates differently. Our way of operating, our way of knowing things is differently. It's not information knowing. The Ishbitzer calls this 
binat halev, the wisdom of the heart. Wisdom of the heart, it's something else. It's that, it's not just regesh, it's I know this to be true. I could never tell you why, how, or whatever it is, but I know it's so deep in my heart. People don't say, I know something so deep in my mind. No one says, I don't think anyone says that. People say, I know this deep down in my heart. It's a das that's deep down in our hearts. And it continuously evolves as well, all the time. Okay, I'm going to read again from the beginning of this paragraph. Avodat machshava zo yesh ba leachim kelim leoro shel mashiach, sheimalet ha'aretz de'at Hashem be'ilamed Yehudi et erko, ad she'iskof komato shel kol yachid me'israel, yeromem chashivuto be'inav, your own chashivut, your own worth, but your own importance will be elevated in your own eyes. Not, but I want to make something very clear, not that you'll suddenly think more of yourself. You'll actually think less about yourself, which will bring you to a place of valuing the true self much, much more. Because usually the world of psychology says you'll really start to see how big you are, how good you are, how, how, how massive you are. Yeromem chashivuto be'enav, the real chashivut of who you are, will go up, who you really are. Be'yasil mechubar el atzmo besimcha uberatzon, it'll connect you to your true self, and it'll be so besimcha uberatzon. Everyone knows there's no chiddush, but in the world of addiction, the escape, the escape from me is what everyone, is what, is, is, from himself, is what you long for, which leads you to an addiction to something that pulls you away from whatever warped, whatever warped version of yourself you identified with. Here he's saying this: the, the tikkun here is actually trying to see and find any link to connect myself back to who I really am. Can you imagine spending your day like what? So what do you do in the world? Like we gave an example last week of Toby saying I'm a cardiac circumciser. Can you imagine saying like? That the avodah is like every day, I'm I'm searching and grabbing on to any link and any chain and any connection that connects me back to my true self, and I do it with joy. Mm. Wow, that's my that's what a, what a world, what a, what a what an experience, what an experience. Mm. Now you say the same words, and you walk into a gemara shir, and you say. Do you feel that this is connecting you? Do, you? do you see the link between doing what I just said right now, that it happens through the, the sugya? Now, it's very hard to see it, but the goal is to see that in Talmud Torah as well. That I believe that every word of Torah that I learn is essentially doing the same exact thing. What? Linking me to my true worth and true value. That's what Imuna in Talmud Torah is. Do you understand? Now what happens? Why do so many kids check out? Easy. Ma keshe to what I'm learning, to who I am, to my life, to my world, to my experience. Ah, the real Rebbes? The real Rebbes? They, that, that's all they're busy doing. I told you this story a few times. Rav Kook, Purim night in Yerushalayim. Remember this story? It's my favorite story. My favorite Rav Kook story. Second favorite. Though. The first one is uh, the Sichon Melech Heshbon. This one is my second favorite Rav Kook story. Rav Kook, Purim night. How did Rav Kook spend his Purim nights? Listen to this. This is unbelievable. Rav Kook 
a lot of the Yekire Gvire Yerushalayim, the greats of Yerushalayim, the Rabbanim, and some of the greatest of no, no, most noble men of Yerushalayim would come and sit around Rav Kook, Leil Purim, after Megillah reading. And um, then they would do uh, a Purim spiel. No, I'm kidding. They didn't do a Purim spiel back then. But what they did was, Rav Kook had a, they said there was a Tzluchit Yain. It was like a bowl of, of, of wine that they passed around with little spoons, and each person said a l'chaim with Rav Kook and would take a, would take a, like a little l'chaim, some wine. And Rav Kook would tell each godol, each rav, each tzaddik there saying, I have a Purim night, this is what we're doing tonight. I want you to quote me any medrash, gemara, halacha, shas, any, any zohar, anything, ramcha, any sefer that of all of our Masorah, Anything, for the most, whatever you want, and I will prove to you, based on what you said, what your quote, that it's a mitzvah, a semideoraisa, to have Avas Yisrael. That was Purim night by Rav Kook. You see, the real ones, the, talk about a person that was aligned with his body and soul. Rav Cook, Rav Cook can do this, right? But you know what it probably took for Rav Cook to be Rav Cook? What, what could we imagine? Could we imagine till his last breath in this world where Rav Cook was working on himself? We, we actually we could imagine because he writes it. He writes about how tortured his soul is. He writes about this extensively. So that I could see that it all is connected, and through all the Torah that I'm learning is the point of Talmud Torah. It's not just to know what the halacha says. It obviously is coming from a much deeper place of knowledge. That's what the real great tzaddikim and the rebbes are all about. The real teachers of today. We should find them and connect ourselves more and more to them. So again, When you recognize your own self-value, you have shlemus with all parts of you. Afilu im gufo, he comes back to this again. That you even have shlemus with your body. Everyone says, everyone, I asked you before, imagine like walking around with that das of Hashem in the time of Mashiach, what, will be, what it will be like. You, under, you have to understand, you will be so bishalom with every feature of yourself, of your physical self. Which is like, it's Pashat Gan Eden. Imagine if the kids of today, and I have some. I have a girl in high school and one going into high school soon. Like, imagine if that that world was like each kid. My, I was talking about this with Tifer with my oldest the other day, and I pray she doesn't. I pray she learns, but not this year. She said, she said to me, "There's a girl in her school that she she has she looks she she has so much kinat uh, sofrim, holy envy towards." I said, why? She said, because she'd see Rabba. If it's Mincha time and Mincha didn't, and, and she didn't daven yet, she'll stand up in the middle of the bus and daven Mincha and not care what anyone thinks about her. I said, was she doing it to like be like a dosit? Like to like, to like uh, meaning, you know, that means to like, you know, to be dafka to show how front, she's like, no, she, she, it could be in the back of the bus. doesn't matter where it is. For her, she's connected to what she's important to. She wakes in the morning, she feels like she wants to wear a skirt with butterflies, a long skirt that has butterflies on it that no one else would wear, but she loves it. 
and she wears it. Oh, wow. What amazing the thing it would be to be like that. It's like, it's like, you know how you become like that? Hang out with those people. <laughs> Just hang out with them more and more. Hang out with them more and more. A in gufo, shlemut, even with even with, with your body. That you live with the full shlemazdika, complete happiness with the all of you. Even with the external look of your of what you look like. Shemelachim yakumu likrato v'sarim yishtachavulo. This pasuk in Yeshaya, that ministers, uh, uh, kings will stand before you and ministers will bow down to you when you really are you. When Am Yisrael, when we're really us, lo yisagoy al goycherev. There won't be any war. There won't be any weapons. Nothing. We'll just will be us, and the enemies will melt, melt. Closest we ever got to this, like we always say, was during the six days of the Six Day War. The seventh day was already the beginning of one of the greatest, dark, darkest periods we've ever had in the history of the Jewish people. Because when you're facing such light, and instead of making a right or a left, you make a right or a left, meaning you go the other way, it hurts so much. But to Mamish be fully, we had for those six days, in 19th, June of 1967, there was this Indian of like, atzmi, real atzmi, the neshama, the atzmi of the neshama of Am Yisrael. And we see what happened right afterwards. Ha, so the next, the next paragraph, Hava niftach me'at, be'ezrat Hashem, let's open up now a little bit with this mimer. Now, let's call it out. How do we deal with the thought that weakens our da'at and, and literally lessens in our own eyes our true value? How do we deal with this? How do we call it out? How do we detect this? How do we detect this sound, this noise, this yetzahara that so often sounds like the yetzetov? But it's a Yetzirah that says, Ech, your body, your life, all that's garbage. It's just about how long, you know, how much you could feel Hashem in the world. Throw away the, the body stuff. That's all garbage. Nekabel et atat tzadikim. We have to receive the etzad tzadikim. Asher limduno. Ki al bar Yisrael lerachem gufo uleodedo. We have to teach, we learn from the tzadikim that taught us that every yid has to have compassion on their body. You know, it's amazing. You can go a lot of shears that sound deep. It's always compassion on the soul. You know, have compassion on the body. What does that mean to have compassion on the body? Uleodedo. I mean, how do you say leoded? To encourage it. To make it shine, to make it illuminate and support it. Take your body with you to all your spiritual heights. Because your body is also holy, and it was chosen with love by Hashem. Like the Tanya writes in Perak Memtet, What does that mean? You chose us from any nation and Lashon, and uh, let's say, it, it could mean language. Let's say for now, language. What is it referring to that you chose us? 
from all this, who ha gufa chomri hanidme bechomriuto legufei umot haolam that you chose us from that which looks like every other thing in the world. Zatomeret. What's amazing about the bechir of Am Yisrael is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu chose us as an Am and put aside all all anti-Semitic rhetoric and everything, but our bodies, the collective bodies of Am Yisrael, Ethiopian Jews, Brazilian Jews, American Jews, Israeli Jews, we, we look like, if we didn't like have simanim of like maybe a yarmulke or a head covering or other things, we, we would look like everybody else, right? That's the, that's the godless, that Hashem, you chose us from all of them, even though on the surface we all, we all look alike. That's the sod of this world. It would have been a totally different thing if every Jew actually mamish looked completely different from anyone else in the world. It's not like that. That's because it's our job to actually do that to ourselves with our bodies. Hashem, the neshama, we can't see, and that's completely different. The bodies is something that we can't, we, we can't see, and Hashem says, that's your avoda. You want to know how you could look completely different physically? How you could completely look completely distinguished? Like mamash, completely different from anyone else? That's what you're busy doing here in this world, of schlepping your body with you to the place of Kodesh. And then, when we live in that harmony that we spoke about before, you actually look like a completely different person. You actually look different when, when that avoda is done as well. But you have to have rachmanis on your body in order to do such a thing. Now, what does that mean to have rachmanis on your body? So this is what I was, you know, whatever. Rabbis Machshavas believe ish. I thought we were going to get to this half hour ago, but it's all good. This is from this is from Likutei Maranan, from learning insight from the words of of the Nachal Novem Akor Chochmah Rabbeinu Nachman Ben Feger Schus Yoganalina Val Kol Yisrael. This is Torah of Beis in Likutei Maranan. Torah of Beis is a very long esoteric teaching called Chotam Betoch Chotam, seal within a seal. It is a lot. There are books, fat books, written just on this teaching, the 22nd teaching in the Kutim Aram. This is just, uh, basically he took two different paragraphs here and put them together. This is about Rabbi Nachman's words, okay? And maybe actually it was written by Rabbi Nassim. I don't know, I have to look inside. But it's the t- teaching from Rabbi Nachman. Tzarich kol adam lelachem me'od al besar haguf, Rabbi Nachman writes. Each person has to have a lot of compassion and mercy over the flesh, over your body. Leharotlo, show the body, mikol heara umikol hasaga, shaneshama maseget. A person has to show his own flesh and blood any time you have a moment of enlightenment. Anytime you experience a higher level in the supernal worlds, in, 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 in your soul, in that place of reg, in that place of emotion, you actually have to, Rabbi Nachman says, you have to turn, this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's okay, you have to, the, for an outsider, this whole shir sounds ridiculous, if you think about it. <laughs> this whole shul sounds ridiculous. Baruch <laughs> Hashem. I love it. Um, you have to come to your, he'll, he'll go a little bit more in detail, but literally you have to come to your hand and look at your hand and say, do you know what, do you know that thing that you were holding, what your, this hand, what it held, do you know what you were holding, do you know how holy it is, what you were holding, because what you were holding gave you some dot, 
to then go and and think deeper and connect deeper, but you were holding it. You have to turn to your eyes inside and say, do you know what? Aigalach. Aigalach, do you know what you just saw? And then like David HaMelech says this. He says there's a midrash, it's brought down, where is it brought down? In Parshas Bechukosai. Chashavti raglai kol yom. I looked, every morning I had all these different thoughts about what I was going to do. But then I looked at my feet, and my feet every morning led me back to the base midrash. And I look at my legs, I look at my feet, and I say, what a merkava, what a chariot you are for holy things. You feet, you led me to where it is. This is like, honestly, can you all look at your feet right now for a second? I'm serious. Can you look at your own feet right now and acknowledge that these two feet brought you to learn Torah this morning? Now look at your feet a little bit later today again and just, rem- and just like wink me like I remember. <laughs> I know it sounds, talk about ridiculous. It's not, it's actually the most sane thing in the world to do. All the time, if we did this. This is really entering the non-Jewish world in a very big way. Like in Semitic and IFS, all these therapy modalities is all about that. Like really... Right. But right. well, say it afuch, though. Say it opposite, what you just said. You said we're entering into the non-Jewish world. No, no, no. I said they're, fine. they're getting this from this. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, they're only They're picking, yeah, they're finally catching up. That's really what it, yeah. Yeah. It seems to me that like every single Nisayon is really an opportunity. And the minute like you have trouble with your feet or your legs, then you can't go. And then it gets better and you can. It's like, wow. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it sounds like even I thought before when Ryan's describing that, if we could just say, see every single difficulty as, you know, what, how, how can you use this as a ladder? Right. That's, that, that would be the, the, the ultimate. It's just so hard to remember that while you're in the actual Nisayan. Yeah, because emotions get more. Yeah. Yeah. How many people are like, we're so thankful right now. Are you so thankful right now that you don't have a crazy, crazy toothache? <laughs> right now, <laughs> right? Do you remember when you have to when when, it's, when you can't reach the dentist? What's going on? And the machshavas of how thankful you would be if this wasn't. So this is, of course, this is like the same notion of it. But let, let, let's continue inside. Now, Rabbi Nachman continues and he says, "Shagu." When the, when the I want to read from the beginning. The body should know. Bring the, you think that your body is part of the whole Fabrengen because you're all one. Alavai, you're all one. If you were all one, the body would know every single second of every moment of, of a spiritual experience. But, but, but it's not like that. You have to bring the body into the picture. That's the Pasuk in Yeshaya Anavi. That you shall not 
ignore your flesh. Mi besarcha, your own flesh, Daika. Shelo ta'alim einecha milerachem al besarcha. You shall not have your eyes ignore the notion of having compassion on your own flesh. Hainu besar gufcha. Ki tzvichim lerachem me'od ala guf lirot lezakecho. A person has to have such rachmanis very much on their body to see how to refine it. In order for what purpose? You know, it becomes easier and easier the more that you have Rachmanis on your body and you, you're conscious of the health of your body, then the Shama has an easier time of notifying the body. You don't have to look at your hands and talk to your hand, but the Neshama will have an easier access to the actual flesh to be able to notify it of all that it's experiencing without us going through the whole process of talking, but the ultimate is that the moment that I experience something so divinely spiritual and beautiful, there's, a, there's an immediate notification, like notifications, we live in a world, notification, there's, a notif- there's an immediate notification that goes to the body and say, hey, check this out, look what we got now. Look what we got now. Look what we got now. Exactly. The soul is constantly seeing and maseget. That means like lehasig. It actually reaches and grasps new and high things all the time. Avalaguf eno yodamehem. But the body is notified of it, doesn't know of it. Each person has to try to see how they can purify the body for the purpose of till we live in an experience, my experience of being in this world is that whatever my soul is experiencing, it realizes as long as I'm in this world, if it's just the soul that's experiencing it, but ignoring the body, then I'll be that person, like I said in the beginning of Shir. Sure, I believe in God. But this chokh, me and my body, my physicality, all that shtuyot, nech. No. No. And I'm not sure it's God you believe in. It's someone else's God. It's not your God. Your God is the full you in this world, body and soul. Now, there's a footnote that I want to just read for you from Reb Chaim Kramer on this teaching about the soul always seeing very exalted things. I want you to listen to this to make it a little bit clearer for us. The Arizal writes that each second sees something new created in the world. The soul, which is spiritual, sees and is aware of these new creations that are being created every second. Man is enjoined to purify his body so that it too can see these exalted things. Elsewhere, Rabbi Nachman teaches that these very exalted things pass quickly before the eye because man isn't given enough time to grasp them and picture them in his mind. He remains unaware of them. But when a person purifies his body so that the soul can illuminate it, then that which is his soul perceives is also perceived by his body. 
Does that make it a little bit clearer? Yeah, a little bit. Stomat all day long. The MS is Hamechadish Betuba Bechol Yom Tamid. Maisabereshis, right? How many of you daven this morning? Don't don't raise your hand. Even davening, right? In davening, we say these words. Stop for a second. Hamechadish Betuba Chemit Maisabereshis. So I always say, okay, even though I can't see it, you're constantly renewing creation. And Rabbi Nachman says, but why not? Why not see it? Why not just say, okay, I believe it's happening? Hashem doesn't need these, like, okay, these, okay, I'll take your word for it kind of statements. There's always Rabbi Nachman, I feel like he's always telling us, he's inviting us to say, but you could also actually see the words that you're saying. Hamechadesh tamid. That it's constantly, the neshama is constantly aware of these things. And the more I get in, I live a soulful life. My Yiddishkeit is a soulful Yiddishkeit. The more that I could be aware and see more and more of what we call niflo sabore, the wonders of creation. And in that way, I become exhilarated. Like, what do we always, what's our stimuli? It's always based on new, new, new. And the more, if, I, if I don't see anything new here, I'll go somewhere else where there's something new. Right? And here Rabbi Nachman is saying that the soul is always constantly in experiencing that new, new, new. Not new, not nunvav. In English, new, right? N-E-U, N-E-W. That's what I'm speaking about. But it doesn't invite the body into the geshef. It doesn't invite the body to the party. So the body is a separate entity that keeps on getting rotted, rots away or whatever. And I'll take my word for it that the soul is experiencing something. No taking words for it anymore. This is an invite for us to live a life where we completely, we are constantly exhilarated. We're always, we're, we're in a constant flow of hischachos, of renewal, that things are new all the time. Radical amazement. Radical amazement. That's Gewalt. That's David Zerit's years. Nope. It's one of the somebody, I knew somebody from the other world, from <laughs> someone from there that probably got it from us, right? <laughs> Radical amazement, You know? Do you know how you would actually experience radical amazement in your davening? I promise you. So those of you that are in this room, and I dare you, but the from you won't let you do this. I know it already. The from it, the fr- and it's it's a it's like a it, there's it's famous to it, but there's also something. Who's up for a really, really like, not like someone from the outside would be like, this is a dare, but I'm telling you, it's a dare. You up for a dare? <laughs> okay. Say your next fila in English. Or bench today, if you're going to have bread, bench in English. There's a dare that says it's mutter. I'll, I'll, you'll see. You'll see. Whoever's up for it, try it, and um, you'll, you'll be in wonderment. You'll be in wonderment over that which is constantly happening. Be like, whoa, that's what I was saying? <laughs> right? That's what I saw? That's what I was experiencing? And we have to, like, the, the, the Piyasetzna is always big on, you have to use, constantly use tactics, hacks, to hack the system that makes you get used to things, Right? You have to always use these tactics. You gotta use these hacks. You gotta master them. So that you could be noticing and being aware of what's actually happening all the time. So he's saying the same thing over here. The soul doesn't need any tactics. Because the soul is constantly experiencing this. 
But what we have to do is make a achlata of like saying, soul, come to body. Come invite him into the parsha. Um, and you'll see, like, if you set an alarm for yourself today at 3.30, if you could do that and then look at your feet and just wink, and you'll see it, it becomes a different alignment with self, with self-worth. You'll see. Okay, back inside. When the body is, is hanging around in this level, that it's also being notified of what the soul is experiencing. This is also good for the soul. Because the soul also experiences sometimes I fall from my level of where I was spiritually. But it knows I can't fall that low because I got my body here with me. My body won't let me sink because it's already been exposed to the Kedusha. I let it know about all the great things that happened to me. And then there's Shalom bias because you lean on yourself. You, you, you lean on both parts of you. When the body is fresh, clean, and full of light, the soul can then ascend. The body can be like, yala, 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 you know this is not where you belong. Go back to where you belong. Go up high again. Soar. Soar, neshama, soar. And it can thank the body for actually putting it back into its right place. Do you understand how crazy that is? The soul, when it falls from its exalted level, comes back to the body that's now been purified and refined, and it sees this body that could have you know, become completely immersed in false tanugim, in false pleasures of this world, but it chose to discipline itself in a holy way. It's almost like a, like a remember those games, those arcade games where you had to, do you know what I mean? I don't know what it's called. Like you had to, the pinball, yeah, the pinball machines, exactly. The pinball machines. It's like the body can be like, okay, the, the neshama is the ball, right? And it comes back down to the body. I'm like, listen, you know what to do. And then it goes, shoots up again, right? This is what it means. This is what it means. This is so deep. Now, you know this Pasuk. This is the deepest Pasuk. This Pasuk is from Eov, which literally means that from my flesh I will behold God. That my body, not just the soul stuff, but my own body brings me to the realization of what Hashem is. From my flesh. From the flesh of my body, I will see godliness. I will have godly, godly reachings. But when the body starts to become a chutzpaniak, right? And when it starts to be chutzpadik, the soul sees the body and it's like, I can't bank on you. I can't bank on you. And I can't come close to you. I can't come close to you to tell you even about any of the, any of the things that I've been experiencing. Because the soul can become trapped 
by the by the conquering what's that? Stubbornness by the stubbornness of the body. That the body said, you know, how often do we have a high experience and then we come back to being with ourselves and the body says to us, how long is that going to last? Look who you're dealing with. Look who's, look, who, look who's so much more tangible. Look who's really running the show. Happens all the time. So therefore, Rabbi Nachman says, This is what it means. You have to have holy chutzpah. You have to have azus. You do have to have stubbornness. What type of stubbornness? The other side is stubbornness. The neshama looking at the body and saying, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Like mamish having these conversations inside, saying, I don't buy that this is the real us. It's not the real us, and you know it. You have to have Tkifus, you have to be consistent with this all the time. And when you break down this stubbornness and chutzpah of the body, then the soul can once again allow itself to come close to the body because it won't get trapped there. You know, the question is, after learning a Torah like this, it's two questions. One right now is, who is running the show? I ask myself, who's running this show? So what's the answer? Huh? <laughs> right. But <laughs> that's, a, that's a trick. Which you, right? So the answer, I'm going to ask a different question. Who do I want to be running this show? So obviously I know what the answer to that is, right? And now the question is, and what do I need to do in order for the soul to run the show? The Yetzir Hara comes and says, ignore everything that has to do with the body. But the Pneumius of the Yetzir Tov says, are you kidding? Take the body along for every ride. Remind the body every single second. Every second. Every moment that you remember what you're experiencing, that you're aware of what the soul is experiencing. Bring it into the Pasha. So listen, on a very low level... It has to do with like looking at hands and visual and saying these things. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. But eventually the more that becomes the norm, and I break through the stubbornness of the body, through all different types of techniques that you can think of and you can use, and reminding yourself how much at home you feel when the soul is the balabayit. <coughs> eventually, 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 the perfect kli, the vessel for the light of Mashiach is formed. And that is the full version of me, the all-encompassing me, the real atzmi, the real erech atzmi, that me through body, mind, and soul can be, I could be a kli for the light of Mashiach in this world. And you know what would happen if you got a glimpse of how your children would be looking at you, seeing you do this work? They'd be standing like this all day long. In the real world, your children could not be prouder of you. There's nothing that would give anyone that you love and that loves you more pride if they got a glimpse that that's what you're basically investing your time in in this world. We shouldn't wait until we're Mavasim for these things to become, you know, noticeable by us, by other people. That's jumping, if we could jump into that now already, we have, that maybe, maybe Mashiach now is like not just a hope, it's like a, just a description. Like Mashiach now. This is who this is 
come into this domain, Mashiach now, right? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's the tikkun of Shalom Achshav, right? <laughs> look, look. Shalom Achshav. Come check it out. There's Shalom Achshav. Right now. Shalom Achshav. Ayah, the vibe should be so Okay, Shukriya, everyone.